This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in Jason Cole, Editor-in-Chief, Fansided.com, Jason Cole 62 on Twitter. Jason, how the hell are you? I can't hear Jason. San Diego. The Jason! Awesome. Jason, you're in San Diego. I am. And I'm oh looking my. out. I'm on the patio of a house that I'm renting to some buddies, looking out over Mission Bay, and all is good with the world. Is it possible to look out at a body, uh, at a body of water and not get reflective about it? I'm not feeling terribly reflective at the moment. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, hell, all right. I'm enjoying. I don't mean. To, I, I don't mean to dismiss your your theory. Damn. Off, but yeah, I'm, I'm just. I'm I'm just smiling and laughing, so I just I, figured yeah, I'm not reflecting anything every, like that. So every time, especially a beautiful body of water like Mission Bay, I would feel like Enigma would be playing in the background, and you'd be thinking about your Odyssey from when you were a small boy to where you are now, Jason. And that's not true. Um, Antonio Brown's feeling. You see how this transition works, Antonio oh, Brown. That's clever radio. That's that's really good radio. Right that's what there. makes me. That's what makes me an award winner, baby. Antonio Brown, he is uh, he's feeling reflective. He's looking back over his life with the Pittsburgh Steelers, what he's accomplished, what he hasn't accomplished yet, and now he's looking towards the future. We heard Buffalo was in, and then they were like, nah. We've been hearing a lot about the Raiders. It feels plausible to me because John Gruden could believe that a 31-year-old wide receiver is how a rebuild should start. Where do you think he ends up? Well, I mean, I think the Raiders are logical. I think the Jets are logical. Um, I mean, I, like, I don't understand necessarily trading out the whole thing of trading out Amari Cooper and then, you know, going and trading and getting Antonio Brown. But, I mean, I, it's hard to argue that Antonio Brown's not a better player. Um, he's cost control for th- for the next three years. I mean, but I, I think that the Raiders are just kind of making it up as they go along. And if they see something that they really like, they do it. And Gruden likes older players who, as he often likes to say, have you seen this, the numbers on the back of his football card? You know, that kind of stuff that he always likes to say. So Antonio Brown fits into that mold. I mean, they, they signed Jordy Nelson for like $8 million last year. Yeah. So it only comes to logic that they would go out and get a guy like Antonio Brown. And, and I will say this, Antonio Brown is still, I think, you know he's right there among the top what two or three receivers in the game. Oh, definitely. I don't. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any signs of him slowing down because he really takes care of himself. In a lot of ways, Antonio Brown is the player that you, if you're going to trade a first round pick, that's what you want to trade it for. You mm-hmm. know that that kind of guy, even if it's only three years left, okay, before he's 34. I mean, there's some chance side of it, but he's never been out of shape. He's never really gotten seriously hurt. He works out like a maven. The only problem with him right now is he's bad, crazy, you know, um, and and I, I think has lost all sensibility because if you're being reflective, to come back to where we started this, uh-huh. like where are you, where are you going to find a quarterback 
who's better than Roethlisberger and who's going to throw the ball to you more and, and, and a team that's going to cater to your needs more than the Steelers have um, you, know, you know, over the last seven, eight years. So I just look at this and I go, the guy's lost his mind. Do you feel that they are worried, some of the other general managers are worried about these conversations that he's been having in the public, the LeBron show, uh, the shop, the, the Jeff Darlington interview, and wonder maybe how much longer he really wants to play football before they make an, a, a good investment of picks and money for him? Well, I don't think, if I'm doing this, I'm investing the picks, but I'm looking at Antonio going, I'm not changing your contract. Now, you can, you, we can have a nice argument about it, but if you say that you're not coming to me unless I change the contract, I'm not trading for you. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. If somebody else wants to do that, that's fine. That's their prerogative. But if it's me, no, because I yeah, I do question his commitment to, to football. I am not going to reward somebody who has shown outlandish, crazy behavior with more money. It's enough that I'm risking, uh, you know, a high draft pick or a flip of picks or whatever I'm doing. It's enough to do that. But to then on top of that give him money, uh-uh, mm-hmm. I'm out. That's what that's what I would say. Jason Cole with us on the show. What's going to happen with Kyler Murray? Is he going to go number one overall? I just have a hard time believing that Steve Kime, the general manager there, is going to do that. Because if you're Steve Kime, if you go really, really look at this, if you trade Josh Rosen, you will have admitted that the 2017 season, or I'm sorry, the 2018 season, was a monumental failure, okay? Not only did you hire the wrong coach, who then you fired after one year, but you drafted a quarterback in the first round who you gave up on after one year. And I think that's really hard for a general manager to swallow, along with the fact that the kid's tiny, okay? Um, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's 5'10", maybe he is, maybe they just announced that he was 5'10", um, because they didn't want to announce five nine, because there's a whole sort of mental hiccup there between five nine and five ten. Wait, at the um, combine, they wouldn't. They would. They would do that. Like I said, they may have announced that he was five ten, even if he's only five nine. Wow. Um, just to make just to make it sound better, sort of like John Ross broke Chris Johnson's record, right? Yeah. Um, right, because everybody's talking about it, and they wanted to make sure that. You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of hype around that when they do their TV show. So I think that all of it plays together. Now, who knows? Maybe he really is five ten, but he's small. He's a really small kid, and to take that to to be the first team to take a quarterback under six feet tall, because um, Manziel was listed at six feet at least, yeah. to take a guy that small in the first round. I mean, that hasn't happened since Ted Marchabrota was was drafted. And I bet that only a small percentage of your listeners right now can name who Ted Marchabrota even was. And that he, they don't even know that he was a player. <laughs> Jason Cole with us on the show. Well, because I figured I like what Ky- – Kyler Murray's got good numbers, okay? I don't want to take I, I anything – like, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, 
he's really interested. I hope the kid's great because we all watch great players. Okay? Don't you feel bad about that though? Like, because we we make these arguments for players, and hey, you can only draft one. So if I'm the Cardinals or I'm whoever, I can only draft one player. So there has to be a reason why I don't draft the other guy. And so it just turns into, all right, well, I'd take Dwayne Haskins for this reason. And then it just becomes, hey, you know what? All these problems with Kyler Murray. I got Charlie Casserly telling me that he was having problems with the board. And then we just dragged the guy down. And I don't think there's any reason to drag the kid down. He's- well, but that, but, that's, but that is part of the process, okay? It's a vetting process. So you have to look at the positives and negatives. Now, Charlie's... My problem with Charlie's criticism is these were 15-minute interviews. And you're seriously going to come up with the kid's a bad leader, he's not a hard worker, and he's bad on the board in a couple of 15-minute interviews? Like, that's not thorough work. That's not, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. I don't know I can get now, the leadership thing. Yeah. Now, he says he was right. told that. That's what he said. Well, he was told, yeah, I'm, I, and he was told that. And I, I just, I don't buy that that conclusion can be made that strongly about this kid at this I would point. agree. I would agree. Okay. And now, that doesn't mean it's not true. Okay. Um, th- those things may all be true. We will see. But I don't buy it coming out of the combine. And that's w- that's the problem. The other thing is, look, Charlie, I like Charlie. Uh, you know, he, I've known him for 20-something years. But Charlie's one of these guys who, when when players go against the grain, and flex their muscles because Charlie is former management. He doesn't like that. Okay. So when guys try to leverage football against baseball, you know, they don't like it. They didn't like it when Elway did it back in 83. Right. It's true. I mean, yeah. he, yeah, he, he got hammered. Okay. But he was the number one overall pick at the end of the day. And he was a great player. Uh, maybe Kyler Murray will be the number one pick and hopefully he'll be a great player. Cause again, I want to watch great players. I want people do see people. I want to see people do great things. That's why we all do this. Jason Cole with us on the show. I mean, are you still looking over Mission Bay? Oh yeah, you're saying some deep stuff now, brother. So I, I, I can tell the waters. Cool. I'm getting very philosophical. I'm getting into the, the the deeper meanings of being a sports writer, which go beyond how good are the the pregame hot dogs. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Jason Cole with us on the show. Find him on Twitter at Jason Cole sixty two. What have been some of the, the some of the other things that have been interesting to me? You know, you bring up Kyler Murray, and then I start to think, well, all right, where does where does Jay, where does Jay, uh, Josh Rosen end up? And then I start thinking, where does Nick Foles end up? Well, how does mm-hmm. these how do these dominoes go? Because Miami's a situation where some folks are out there going, hey, you know, if you guys tank it out, it looks like it's a good quarterback class next year. The Jaguars, they seem like they want to get back up on it. I know we've heard the rumblings about whether or not that that Nick Foles would end up in Jacksonville. We only have a few minutes left, but where's Josh Rosen in week one? Where's Nick Foles in week one? Well, Nick Foles, I think, is pretty much going to be in Jacksonville. But in talking to people, I think that that's the most comfortable spot for him. Um, because it's a team that can compete, and he wants to compete, and they have the money to pay, and they have the desire to pay. So I think that all comes together. New York Giants, yeah, sort of into it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I think they're kind of tepid, and they don't have the the kind of money to do it. And you know, I think you're looking at that offensive line going, yeah, you know, I'm not sure it's going to work for me if I'm Nick Foles. But I think he'll think about it. There aren't Miami. I would be shocked if he ends up. Um, playing in Miami. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me for, for Foles. Now, um, Josh Rosen 
yeah, I could see him going to to the Giants. I could see him going to Miami. I think that Josh Rosen is probably better than any other quarterback who's in this draft than Kyler Murray. He might be better than Kyler Murray. That's you know a matter of taste. But when you line up guys like Haskins and Locke and those guys, and I would think people would look at that and go, yeah, I'd rather have Rosen. I just, I, I really truly believe that. I think that Locke and Jones and Haskins, this this draft that's coming up smells to me a lot like the EJ Manuel Geno Smith draft um, when it comes to quarterbacks. Guys yes. who ever we talked about a lot, but they actually don't get drafted that high. Yes. I saw a mock where I had, saw Drew Locke going to, to uh, Denver, and I'm thinking, man, if they did that, I'd just be hitting all the alarms. That John always just grasping I mean, I could, at anything. I can see it because he's got he's big and he's got the arm strength and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I can see it, but I also know that Elway loves himself um, some some defensive end pass rusher guys, and there's a ton of them in this draft. Yeah. I would think he would love to get another one. What if you got a great defense and that quarterback still isn't there? I don't. I think John Elway has as much latitude as any general manager you're ever going to find. So to me, it's like, what's the point? Why force the marriage if you don't have the if you don't have the dad poking you in the gun, poking you back with a shotgun? Don't do it. Just augment the defense. Make the defense that much better if that player's there for you. That's what I think. That's Maybe what, I'm wrong. Absolutely. And the values, the value in this draft, I mean, is going to be in the, in the defensive players. So go get one of the star defensive players and play the board a little bit and see if one of those quarterbacks falls to you in the second or third round. I, again, I, I just the way that. It's not that, it's, you know, forget the mock drafts for a little while, but when you talk and to to scouts and coaches and when you listen to how they talk about it, not what they exactly say, but the tone of their voice, um, the words that they use, it just comes back to Geno Smith, E.J. Manuel, like, uh, yeah, I like him, but, uh, you know, this. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Haskins looks like Byron Leftwich. Um mm-hmm because of the feet and the slow, slow release people, yeah. you know, lock, he's got the great arm and he's a great athlete, but kind of, he's kind of a slow processor. Jason, I mean, those kinds of things just jump off the page. I wish I didn't have to go. I got to go. You know, I love you, baby. All right. Anytime, dude. Be good. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.